0: bundle buddies this is a podcast where we play indie games from itch.io and elsewhere my name is Eric Taylor-Roth. My co-host is Alex Honnett, who uh, is not here for the bumper, but but he'll be on this pod today. And our producer is Matthew Haddock. We were inspired to play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that we celebrate in the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode fifty eight, I believe, and we have played 172 of the three thousand four hundred and fifty one games in our bundles, and we promise to play all of them. Thank you for joining us today. Usually Alex Honnitt is here for the bumper, but he got caught um in in some sort of traveling issues. He is okay, don't worry. Um, but it's for the best that we're not here to to vamp and um, you know, sort of uh, tease out uh, the episode in any way because uh, we have a really special guest on this week. His name is Daniel Mullins. He uh, created Pony Island and the Hex and Inscription. Uh, he is definitely one of the podcast's uh, favorite creators right now in the world of indie gaming, and uh, we we talked to him for a good chunk of time about uh, about the making of Inscription as well as other things. So um, we're going to get right into it. The uh, the cause for this week is the GiveWell Maximum Fund. GiveWell is a nonprofit dedicated to finding outstanding giving opportunities and publishing the full details of their analysis to help donors decide where to give. You can uh, visit them at www.givewell.org and um, we've donated to them. If you donate and send proof to Bundle Buddies Podcast at gmail.com we will shout you out on the show. And uh, That's all I have to say. I think let's get into this episode. Daniel Mullins is a fantastic guest. Uh, we like him a ton. We'll see you on the other side. So I have a big question for you. You were just recently in Los Angeles for uh, an awards.
1: That's right. Ceremony, I was yeah.
0: and you didn't hit up Alex or I at all to like get I beers thought of that. Yeah. or to <laughs> chill. We could have taken you to Jumbo's clown room. It would have been I would have.
1: Honestly, I put out <laughs> I put out a tweet and I was like, does anyone anyone in LA wanna hang out or something? <laughs> Oh, and so maybe it's on you. I, so. is,
2: I really love the way you turn the tables on us. Yeah. We, were thinking, we, we were brainstorming, drinking wine the other day, like, oh, yeah, we're going to really put the screws. to <laughs> not, not hanging out with us in LA. You're like, hell, I put on a tweet, guys. I don't fucking know what to tell you.
0: Damn, that's true. All right, um, fair enough.
2: How was the Game Awards experience? It's so interesting. Uh, not to it, but it's like, I, I can't really think of like, th- that's such a weird Award ceremony i mean it's yeah, incredibly got it was, nominated yeah. uh but like what a strange surreal experience what, what was it like
1: yeah especially because there weren't any just like people in the audience who weren't nominees or somehow involved in the show Oh, but wild. so i i didn't know what to i thought maybe like i didn't i really had no idea what to expect and then they were saying like oh like you're going to walk across a red carpet. And I was like, what? Like, am I like some (laughs) kind of VIP here? Like, Uh, like I, like, am I going to pull up in a limo and like, people are going to take pictures of me. But like the, the red carpet was like, you kind of like walk in front of a screen and then like do this. And then someone takes a picture of you. Oh (laughs) wow! And then I wasn't like the VIP that I maybe thought I could have been like, there was like, the VIP was like Keanu. Well, I don't think Keanu even showed up, but there was like a Reggie. <laughs> and, um,
2: There's just a seat that says Keanu Reeves. Everyone's yeah. always like, yeah, like, oh, we don't know if he's going to make it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was just kind of like being an audience member, basically. Like, cool. Was,
2: well, like, I mean, you're kind of nominated for the best picture of the night sort of a thing. You know, I would hope you'd be a little bit of a VIP.
1: Yeah, best indie game. Yeah. yeah. Were, I think indie games were definitely seen as uh, not quite as... As good as the rest, there. Like, kind of like uh, the, the best indie game was like the first category they knocked out. Like, all right, no one cares about this. Let's move on. Oh, uh,
0: that's that's funny and obnoxious.
1: And
0: <laughs> again, you could have hired us to come, like, be your entourage. We could have shown yeah, yeah. up. You could have rolled deep. Um, yeah but you didn't see the tweet so yeah no. uh, there we go
2: <laughs> and you know what next time we are going to be checking twitter a lot We're constantly refreshing <laughs> yeah
0: so th- you you did not get best game of the war, uh, of the year which no, i'm not, gonna say not. is uh an absolute upset i think that that's uh yeah. the yeah. dumbest fucking shit because inscription wasn't yeah it was too bad
1: because um i was gonna represent devolver's other games and they had three of the five uh, nominees for best indie game, so I thought I had a serious chance of mm. going up to receive a reward for somebody, if not me. But oh, sure. uh, so I was kind of bummed that I at least like Lou Piro didn't something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, how does that? So, well, tell me how that. Tell me, tell me about. I, I, I would. I want to talk about the ride. You know, so maybe we we go, we go back to the beginning of the development of Inscription. If you want to talk yeah, a little yeah, bit of, sure. of that, and and just sort of like, give us a. Yeah, like, so you're coming off of the hex, right? I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit before you came on last time. You're, you're coming yeah. off of the hex. You're using these Game Jam games to um, sort of develop, you know, kind of your next project. What, um, yeah, where did, what's what was the germ of the idea that got uh, you started on Inscription?
1: Well, it was the Game Jam entry, which got um, kind of a, more attention than my average game jam does Mm -hmm. a lot of the time it's a very simple small game so understandably no one uh thinks much about it after the jam is over but um i continuously got comments and people playing that game jam game all the way up even now and i guess more now because the inscription is now bringing them to that Mm -hmm. um so that was encouraging and then i i kind of was just wanted to get right into the next thing and i was thinking of doing like a three game sort of collection um kind of in the same vein as like the orange box by valve where it had like this kind of cool mix of like it had a multiplayer game it had um, a new game portal like an original way Mm -hmm. out there idea and then it had like a sequel in the form of uh one of the half-life episodes i was thinking of doing something like this card game being one of the things and then like maybe some kind of like thing in the universe of the hex and maybe not a sequel but like something like that and then the third game i had this kind of like mm, kind of multiplayer idea but anyway i started with the card game and then when i got into it i really liked it and i was like oh, I'll just this will be the main thing and forget the other two <laughs> ah. in the collection and remind, that early.
0: remind me what the was the early jam game what was it exa- like what was it exactly yeah.
1: Well, it was, it was, it's pretty recognizable. Um, like you'd see a lot of inscription in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're at the table, the dark, oppressive atmosphere, mm-hmm. googly eyed, bad guy across from you. Yeah. The same, some of the same, exact same cards, like the wolf, um. The raven is exactly the same, a few cool. things like that. The basic mechanics of the game are there. Okay. The scales and
0: everything. Yeah. I, so I had actually never heard of a, a leshy before, like as a yeah, yeah. um a character. And then, like, almost immediately after playing Inscription, they're, like, in The Witcher. So I was like, are the people, pl- like, making The Witcher, <laughs> playing play Inscription? No, the,
1: they were in The Witcher before Inscription. Ah, fair enough. <laughs>
0: and,
1: uh, yeah but I didn't realize that I, I got it because I, when I did the jam, I Googled forest demon or something. <laughs> like, I want to do the woodland thing, but I was like, what, what would this thing across from you be? And I was thinking something like, I originally thought something like a Pan, pan's labyrinth, um, uh, maybe, yeah. that thing. Um, and then I was thinking something along those lines. So hoping to find something like that. And then this horrifying painting came up that I found had been done in this like, um, magazine about slavic mythology and it's like such a cool painting of this like fucking creepy guy and he's like well that was the inspiration for the character it's kind of this giant kind of like lumbering through the forest with these crazy eyes and it like looks enough like a human that it's uh kind of disturbing but it's also like clearly mythological because it had like you know trees growing out of it and stuff so
2: yeah he was really honestly scary you know i was like there were many times playing sort of the first i mean first of all like i do think that in this conversation we'll try to avoid uh like outright spoiling things kind of completely for a while but like you know, there are some elements of the game that, that maybe you should go back and play through a little bit before listening to this interview. If, if you're a listener who hasn't played or like, oh, I'm curious about this game. Maybe, I, uh, you know, I want to check it out. Just because to, to do it justice, I feel like we do kind of have to spoil it a little bit. But, you know, when you, that first section of the game with Leshy is like so spooky and so scary and it feels so weird and the like turn is so abrupt from that world kind of as you're trying to expose things and starting to like kind of play a new thing like as fans of your work i think someone who played the hex especially would be like oh this isn't surprising given what you like to do yeah yeah but like what even the marketing leading up to it, you know, like did a really good job hiding it. Like on a scale of like 1 to 10, how gleeful were you? You know what I mean? How much joy did it bring you to kind of like pull one over on like the audience in that way, you know, <laughs> in such a compelling and exciting way.
1: I don't know. I I uh, I don't know if I thought of it that way, and <laughs> I love it. I, yeah. I just thought it would be like um, a much uh desired switch up. After, yeah because i expected people to be playing the first part for longer than some did like i thought it would take you like six or seven runs at, at the minimum and it could be like six plus hours even in part one yeah and so by that point i was kind of hoping this is getting maybe a bit boring and you are wanting this like refreshing switch up and you're gonna take things you've learned from that part but apply them in like a whole different way yeah um, so, uh, yeah, and it, but it, I mean, I love to see that, that part, people play that, and I mean, that is the, yeah, like, the most exciting thing oh. to watch a streamer do, especially the, the realization of, like, using the new game card, especially. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. But, that, uh, that part yeah. was so cool. I also, I mean, you know, it, I'm a massive fan of the game in general, you know, I, I think it's so good, and the... I might not be using the right uh, phrasing for this, but the kind of, like, way you scaled up the difficulty and, like, the way it it feels at first, like, you're playing this game, you're like, well, this is what the game is. I'm having a good time playing this kind of game and, and enjoying it. And then, like, actually, you can play this game as its own game sort of a thing, and there are enough mechanics in there that make you think, oh, maybe I should build, like, specific kind of decks built around these specific sorts of, like gameplay styles or something like that but like the reality of playing that thing is like it's it's you should just play it like as through as much as possible and build as like many good cards as possible you shouldn't yeah. hoard cards or try to do things it's kind of like this incredible like switcheroo of just like fooling you a little bit to thinking like ah i'm gonna get really precious and clever and maybe i won't do it <laughs> this run but the next one um
1: yeah.
2: uh, it, it just is the pace of it is so perfect and kind of like masterful i think i'm probably like the perfect kind of audience for this because it did take me about six to seven hours to beat that you know what That's i mean yeah, and like yeah. the whole thing perfect. kind of you know i'm not some like op like card player or something like that. i'm just like oh this was fun i'm having a good time <laughs> i'm really spooked out by this guy you know <laughs> yeah. like made to him like one time died and then like you know came back and like it took me a while to get back to him again so it, it was just really amazing to see the kind of the, the, the framework through which you moved. I'm sorry. I guess there's not really a question. I just wanted to go. Right there
0: <laughs> there yeah. might be. Yeah, you might have to just sort of endure well, no, a little bit. of Yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, so
2: I guess my question is, like, how much, like, iteration, like, playtesting did you do just on that first part of the game to kind of get it right? Because that was yeah. so much the focus of, like, the early marketing and of, like, yeah. the experience that so many people had at the beginning.
1: Well, I did a ton of playtesting for this uh. game. I had a massive beta, like way bigger than I've ever done before, and I think that way bigger than most indie games do. Or I mean, I, I was able to do it because of the anticipation around the uh. game that I had, willing volunteers as many as I wanted. But by the end of it, there were like thousands of people in the beta, and I was collecting analytics. I didn't. They ended up not being like amazingly informative for knowing how to make decisions but they could tell me things like which encounters are really hard or which Cards people pick and stuff Um, and I Did find it it wasn't so much that I was able to fine-tune it that well It's just kind of I was able to realize where most people were falling Um, But I I had this concern that never really went away that some people who are those hardcore card game players uh, Beat it really quickly. So it's I'd like to hear that people took a bit longer at the first part because I think the people who have the worst experience are the ones who's like, I beat part one in two hours and then mm. it went to shit and I hated the rest. <laughs> oh, actually, that's uh that's funny. Uh... Well, there does seem to be this like weird, uh,
2: like, I, I don't mean like, uh, there's people who I don't think get the game, or maybe don't get you as, like, a game maker, like, the kind of, like, what is, like, delightful about these games is, like, it's not, like, Slay the Spire, you know what I mean? Like yeah. That's, that, it's not this, like, sort of progression-oriented, like, card game. It's, like, you're really telling a story, and it's, there's a lot more narrative focus than it is about just, like, incredibly difficult or, like, punishing card games. And I think also
0: that there's these, like, little like gems inside of it right like i remember reading the wikipedia after i finished the game and like realizing you know that like child 13 or whatever has like cool you know elements to it right and so that you know things that i didn't encounter you know playing the game and sort of like taking my time on it and if you do choose to just sort of like bum rush this game and without like a some kind of element of like a willingness to explore. I can see that being, I can see it being like a, you know, not as satisfying of an experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is there, did you, did you have a, so did you have a feeling kind of going into this, knowing that you were making something that was referential to like, like these roguelike deck builders, but it what like, tell me about that like thinking there were you ever like oh yeah. this is going to be like a 100% like roguelike deck builder or were you always just sort of like it's actually going to be this sort of like entry point into another story
1: yeah I, when it was part of the three game collection it was going to be more of the roguelike and not much else but even then I was looking for a way to make it more than that in some mm-hmm. way like uh, to do something interesting with the formula but I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be yet and then maybe like halfway through the project was when I realized how this was all going to fit together with the, um, the other two parts and the video came a bit later. Um, yeah. It,
2: the video is like so yeah. funny. It's like such a funny yeah. addition into it too. Like,
1: yeah.
2: again, like the sort of like the, the, the glee I felt when that popped up for the first time, like, wait, what, what the fuck? Like, what are we, what are we talking about with this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> How do you feel about, like, now now that we've gushed for a second, going back to, like, the whole process of, like, making it, you know, how does it feel to, like, have this game that, like, has been talked about so much, especially being in the trenches so long?
1: Pretty good. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's exciting. It's keeping me busy. Like, I've never spent so long on a game after it came out. What are you doing? Well, I'm working on this expansion for it. It's called Casey's Mod, and it's basically it's more for those uh, roguelike players and the card game players who really wanted part one to be this kind of like challenging experience with mm-hmm. like some of the story stripped out, but more meat to it. And so it's, it's kind of that it does have a bit of lore and it kind of explains itself in the world of inscription of why it exists. Um, but it's mostly like uh, of course you up. could, you <laughs> couldn't
2: help yourself. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
1: yeah. So I've been working on that and, and it's, I mean, I didn't have to do that of course, but, wow. um, there was so much demand. Like it's hard to say no when there's so many people who want more of what you've done and, and, and working on the cards and stuff is, is pretty enjoyable. Like, like for this expansion, I made new cards and that's um,
0: cool. That's great.
1: New items and stuff. And that's the most fun thing to do. So it's kind of like, well, People want it, and it's fun to do. So I'm gonna commit to doing that. So people aren't like uh, screaming about like
2: the Wizard Path specifically because they that's are. The, that, they are. That's the that's second the most thing they're screaming I, about. Yeah, I yeah. would love to play <laughs> that one a little more. You know that was yeah.
0: So cool. Oh fuck yeah. No that <laughs> that like, very end part. <laughs> right, yeah. right. How much? So for you, what? Um, yeah, what is that? Like you're obviously listening to people saying they want something and then giving them. Are you able to tune out like, you know, what what do you think is worth listening to? And then what do you think, you know, like at some point you have to kind of like face a criticism and be like, like, how do you how do you experience that? Like, if, if you read about a yeah. critique of this game, is it like, ah, fuck you, you don't. You don't get it or do you
2: like <laughs> do you feel yeah, that that definitely is daniel's vibe for sure
1: <laughs> it totally depends um i definitely can the criticism can definitely be hard to take it mm. it kind of depends on how it's like if it's someone who's thoughtful and critical then you have to kind of take it seriously and mm-hmm. it stings a bit if someone is completely rude and obnoxious it's mm. easier to brush off because you think oh this is just a cantankerous person uh-huh. um i think the the most painful stuff ever is someone who genuinely like loved your other stuff and and was like looking forward to this and came into it with the best of expectations and intentions and then it wasn't what they wanted and oh that is, yeah that's hard um but it's not like that i'm hearing tons of that or anything.
2: yeah that's that'd be fucking crazy to me to, for, to like you know <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like this game specifically del- delivers on a lot of the the things that you do really really well. And ironically, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later when we're talking about the games we played this week. But th- these games selected at random, I think, also kind of highlight elements of things that 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 you do very well. Also, it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts about them. But yeah. it's like yeah. so many things at once. It's very cool that you're going to make a, a sort of beefed out version of of inscription. Yeah,
1: is yeah, there going to be
2: is, is there like the possibility of like a multiplayer mode or something like that?
1: It's kind of unlikely. It's another one of those things that I've definitely heard, but then there, like, there's a, it's a balance between what people want and then what's feasible. Like this was totally. a really good balance of that where it's like, yeah. this is, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I will enjoy doing this. It's, the scope is like a few months so it's not gonna tie me down for another year or something yeah and it's the number one requested thing so <laughs> the multiplayer would be like okay forget the next game I'm about to spend the next year on inscription oh my god <laughs> is it
0: yeah really do you feel kind of like i mean you're doing this but are you like wow i've kind of like played around in this you know world for a while i'm ready to move yeah.
1: on big time. Yeah, I think um I'm getting close to the end of this KC's mod expansion. It's and by the way, anyone can play it right now if you own the game. There's a beta for it running. Um oh, and I've been kind of updating it and people have been involved I've been taking player ideas and um and it's been great, but I think yeah, I'm just about at the point where I'm ready to be pretty done with inscription. There's yeah. there's still plenty to do like um that I'm not like directly involved with like the console ports um oh. i'm not working on those the devolver has a a team that they've kind of hired to do that cool um but i still have to be involved with that so inscription i'm going to be involved with for a while but hopefully i can like move my focus Yeah. To the next thing.
0: does that feel cool to like be to like know that there's sort of like other people kind of
1: working yeah, everything thing and like definitely it's it's really cool yeah
0: um do you have a do you have an idea of like what you're kind of thinking about for
1: for next? Yeah, I have some ideas. Yeah. Okay. I want uh, to reveal anything yeah. don't, don't Please like please don't. <laughs> oh my god. Unbelievable.
2: Um I'd like to be surprised by that one too. Yeah.
1: I uh
0: is part of inscription like uh, part of what Is do you hate people like describing games to you? Like is that <laughs>
1: <laughs> describing my games or just any no, game? just
0: like ga- like describing rules like part of the first part of inscription that i liked it was like it was almost like a horror version of like having someone describe rules to you which i like, <laughs> like oh god no somebody's gonna teach me a game
1: <laughs> no no i don't i mean I, I i tried to make that a little more minimal when possible like, yeah uh, mm-hmm. i prefer not to do as much reading yeah well
0: one thing that i liked is that like from start to finish i'm still learning like you're you're giving me new mechanics from the beginning of the game to the end of the game
1: Mm -hmm. and at
0: no point along the way am i like i'm getting new mechanics like anytime that i'm getting new mechanics i'm really excited to be getting new mechanics right to get the gems
2: yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, like... <laughs> okay. a lot of
0: people are like, "Come on, like, <laughs> really?" Whatever, yeah. people suck. Uh...
2: Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the the biggest takeaway for me about like criticism of this game, and not to like fanboy out too much, but it's like, you know, the 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 the, the all the gripes I've heard about this game are sort of centered around the idea of like it wasn't what I thought it was, and it's like, yeah, yeah. brother. It, this is the game like that's the whole point is like it changes and evolves and like becomes something different so i don't really know what to tell you like if you can't just sort of get on board and enjoy it for what it is a little bit you know yeah. maybe do you think do you, do you think it's a lot of folks you mentioned earlier like it hurts when people there. there's like critiques of folks who like your other games but yeah. it's just that, like they aren't like used to the kind of stories you like to tell and stuff like that and so you know
1: I don't know. I I just think there's any number of reasons why someone might not like something. There were like pretty big. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) I mean, yeah, there were pretty big review outlets. I think the people, some of the people, there's a faction of people who don't like it who are just not impressed by some of the tricks and gags and like that's fair enough. Like they Uh maybe they've seen me do it twice now and then when Mm -hmm. steam friends appear in one of the battles it's like oh here we go again please. oh i like that I, I
0: that i got such a kick out of that
1: yeah <laughs> like i think the tone of some of the like actual like official press reviews that didn't like the game were just they're kind of like non-plussed by some of the the stuff and they were rolling their eyes and you know fair enough like they didn't like it for one reason or another mm.
0: uh i i'd love to talk a little bit about the um the alternate reality like whole world oh, yeah. thing yeah. is that when, when did you I, word on the street as you murdered somebody, I think.
2: That is canon. <laughs> yeah. um, w- uh,
0: when, when did you start working that sort of stuff in? Tell, would you talk a little bit about that?
1: Closer to the end um, because I, I found, with the hex, too, it's easier to like fill in the secrets and shove things this or that place when there's already a game to put it in. Okay. Um, so it, it just made sense to do it later and closer to the end. The the actual that murder thing you're talking about was totally impromptu and unplanned. <laughs> well, yeah, mur- a lot of good murders are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd be worried if it was premeditated, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's a
2: different psychological profile.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe I can get off on Insanity instead of
2: whatever. (laughs) Well, playing your games, I feel like Insanity is definitely something you can get away with.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I came in later. It was one of the last things I did, actually. Oh, cool. That's great. Um,
0: Aesthetically, do you think that your your next game... uh, Would you mind talking just a little bit about, you know, at some point we'll get over to these other games and stuff, but I'd love to talk about like the aesthetics of, because I think one of the things you do really well is, is finding a tone that is very evocative. And then also, you know, you use the, the sort of like glitch. um, Yeah. yeah. And then also um, having a sense of humor that is uh almost like perpendicular to your to your tone but it doesn't Mm. totally undermine it is Mm -hmm. that um do you feel like that's just like the Daniel Mullen style and that's just sort of the like that's just going to continue to carry over do you feel a a desire to continue to develop it or yeah cool
1: yeah I think the next game in general I I I had this thought that. and I can never tell the future. So who knows, but I had to thought oh. the next game is going to totally be like a Daniel Mullins game. And it'll be everything that everyone hopes and expects. <laughs> and obviously there'll be tons of new ideas that I'll have fun with, but, um, It'll be what you'd kind of expect from me. And then I thought maybe it'd be exciting afterward to really like intentionally try to go another way and see how mm-hmm. that goes. And maybe it'll be my biggest flop ever. But, uh, <laughs> we'll see. Excited to uh, see your take on Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like something, yeah, like something totally different. Right. Um, but I, I think I have got like, before I get bored with some of these things, I've got another like one in to do something. That's Something cool. Same vein. Yeah, that's great.
0: I mean, I think you know the hex is the hex is interesting because you're exploring somebody who has this like fear of failure, right? Or this like you know, or maybe not a fear, like a like a you know ego,
1: but yeah, yeah.
0: that like you sort of blocks them from a from the fear of failure, and therefore they fail. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily make sense. But like, nice. you, su- you successfully, you made a successful follow up to the Hex. Yeah. Right? Like, so in some yeah. ways, you probably have to be feeling pretty good, right? Like, you're not just yeah, a sure. one hit wonder.
1: Yeah. That was nice because, yeah, the Hex, I'm very proud of it and everything. But in some ways, it wasn't a, the hit that Pony Island was. Mm-hmm. And so it is nice to, but it, but it, I think it, even without being a hit, it was, super important to know that I could finish it and I could still be happy with it and that fans of my work would still appreciate it and see it as like the next thing for me, even if it wasn't received by a wider audience the same way. So, um, that, I think that gave me the confidence I needed to keep doing it. Nice. Even without inscription. Yeah.
2: I mean, there is like something in the hex that also happens in inscription is like the distillation of disparate genres and finding the specific thing about them that like you both respond to and that kind of makes them them that turns like your games into games about games if that makes sense yeah, like yeah. like an, a, kind of an appreciation and like enjoyment of those like little uh attributes that like you can then kind of uh, deconstruct and reconstruct to tell like your bigger narrative stories and stuff like that um yeah and i think if i'm hearing it correctly some of it that is is so fun about both like the way you create work is that it is such a you know, alchemic like, oh, you know, I'm yeah. sort of going along and we'll see what happens sort of a thing. Yeah, you know Yeah, exactly. I mean? like,
1: exactly. That's exactly right.
2: Yeah. There's like, you kind of like, it, it sort of feels like, a, pardon my like, like, uh, I don't mean this to be rude, but like you kind of like landed on this incredible card game that is the reason <laughs> yeah. people got so pissed off is like you're kind of like a yeah. uh, a prisoner of your own success in like a very specific sort of a way where people loved the first part of it so much and they were so not ready for like the turns it had. Yeah. that um although it's not really fair because like the card game stays fucking fun the whole time as much (laughs) of it change like as as much of it it, it changes so that's that's the part where i sort of take issue with um sort of the critics out there especially in in the middle part like my oh i I love the middle part yeah if i was (laughs) to have if i was to have one complaint about the game it's that like there wasn't more of sort of robust middle part uh, game right, play right. that that I, that I, I really
0: can't yeah give out. us that you know what instead of working on your next game you gotta give us your yes. yes. middle part thank oh, you man. So most much. people
1: would not be uh, excited to <laughs> that seems
0: out. so crazy to me because
2: that that is like I mean I did that's have you g- that's when you gave like the then we could like build our decks you know what I mean yeah like, actually
0: that seemed like the place where you could just sort of like do the most yeah. like on your own like that gives oh you're right yeah you know. Um, I did have that experience. What's funny is like, I did have that experience of the like, kind of getting like bored with that first game, right? Like sort of what you were talking about, right? Yeah, Where you're like, yeah. okay, I've kind of done this. I get like the, the sort of like mechanics. I hadn't quite beaten it yet. And um, I even texted these guys. Like, I think I'm about to beat the game. Like going to be like <laughs> really fun yeah. or whatever. And I finally, you know, I think we were like about to record, um and i like was like ah finally beat the game and then it was like part two and i was like ah oh, fuck me like i got tricked by you multiple times yeah yeah uh the sec the the, the other time this, was that this is, this
2: is the greatest trick <laughs> this is this is like really floored me when this completely
0: happened. deleted my yeah my save game data
2: <laughs> oh yeah right oh, because,
0: yeah.
2: because i thought that was
0: what i was supposed to yeah do. yeah i thought my computer was you know being hacked and it was gonna distribute this like uh you know atomic weapon out to the, <laughs> the world. I'm so sorry.
2: That actually, I, I think, is know. an important question. There is an important question there. Did you play with the idea of actually deleting files off people's computers for a second? Yeah. Is yeah, that something that was, you could do?
1: Yes, that was the original idea. But even when I did it, I knew that this probably is not going to make it all the way. Like <laughs> so, At some point, someone's going to say no to this. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and like because I was working with Devolver, um, yeah. there were people who who had their stake in this game other than yeah. me for mm. once.
2: Sure. And
1: um, that was the one thing where they were like, I don't like, know if we can do yeah. this. Please don't and dance. then we had yeah. a further debate. There, that was one debate and I was like, yeah, I totally. And I had already at that point gotten some horrified player feedback. It's like, you can't do this. Like, <laughs> I, almost, like, I almost deleted my like last photo of my grandfather. Like, oh, oh. No. like this is not right, this is not right. Um. You should back that up but okay <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure if that's really on me at this point you know what i mean but then there was a second debate i was like okay yes there won't there'll be no deletion i've got another idea of how to kind of make a joke about that um but then can we show the files and then people in Devolver are starting to say like you can't even show their files because what if someone's streaming and then their porn mm. pops up
0: mm. and then
1: there was a whole debate about that where at, that one I kind of stood firm on, and we found some ways to give a bit of a warning.
0: They they were worried porn would show up.
1: You just, just as an example, like, uh, <laughs> you're, stream- you're a streamer, and yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. know your files are going to be popped up. Got and then it. Your yeah. real files come up, and it says they, yeah, they yeah, kept yeah. calling. They kept referring to balloon porn, and they said, "Don't look it up." And I'm not going to. And I still have it. Uh, they said, "What if their balloon porn comes up?" And I, <laughs> what? I said,
2: these friggin' suits, man! Unbelievable. <laughs> Should I, no, I mean, what? It, I, it's an incredible company to to have landed with, especially for yeah. this idea. How did how did you? I mean, you know, Pony Island being a, a big hit, I'm sure you were on like the radar as an indie game maker. But like, how does how does that happen? How do you how does one like get in touch with Devolver and, and they get on board? Exactly yeah, and what? how did they find
0: yeah. out about Balloon Point?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, and also, <laughs> what is it? And can you tell them
2: to tell me and share any files they got?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll talk after the show about that. Um, Yeah, well, actually, um, uh, someone who works there, Nigel, he's been there for the longest time, and uh, I think he's involved. I don't know his exact job title, but he's all over the place, and he's doing biz dev, and he's reaching out to developers, and he had talked to me even before Pony Island. I had been trying to get a publisher way back then, and I reached out to Devolver, and he was kind enough to actually reply, but they weren't interested at the time. But then it's like one of those things where like, every once in a while an email gets sent back and forth. So I had yeah. contact information. And so I had started to get some publishers interested in inscription and I thought maybe I would go the publisher route so I could get some console ports done and try like dipping my feet in the waters of console instead of only being on PC. And then when I started talking to publishers, I realized I had to at least see if Devolver would be my number one choice. So let's see if they're interested. And then I showed them the game and they're super excited about it. And then that was like a done deal. Kind of. That's awesome. unbelievable.
2: That's so funny. It really, it's the same way in like the film industry too. Of just like you cultivate those relationships yeah, and yeah. it keeps, you know, it sticks with you.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, do you have any, do you have time to like play video games?
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was definitely behind on that, like leading up to launch and after, but, um, the past month or two, I've been getting back into it. What's uh, what are you enjoying these days? I decided to um, delve into the Resident Evil series. Oh, um, so i i got I played seven. not like the earlier ones, but um, uh, the recent ones. So I did seven, eight, and then I recently uh, beat the Resident Evil Two remake. And I've just been enjoying seeing the seeing a series that has like some loose similarities, but um, each one is pretty distinct and unique. So it's kinda of Yeah. Interesting. i it- I've, I've
2: I've never played any of those games, which is like a massive glaring yeah. like Spot
1: like in my life. favorite was seven, uh, the second most recent one, and it's on Game Pass if you have that.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Game Pass, yeah.
1: yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I haven't.
2: Now, now that you got that beefy PC, you can play it.
0: Oh, don't even talk to me about this stupid <laughs> PC. I give up. It's gonna make me quit video games, which is okay. maybe no, great. Oh, yeah, actually, <laughs> it's probably know. really healthy.
2: Dude, let's <laughs> end on let's, let's end on inscription. You know what I mean? I yeah, play played stuff. the best
0: game there is, so <laughs> why play anything yeah. else? I yeah no. Resident Evil, I played that first one and it's one of the games that my mom just like took from me without telling me that she was taking it from me she like oh, yeah. she like found it and was just like i'm just gonna hide this i'm not even yeah, yeah. Not evil
1: on the title was like this can't be good yeah.
0: resident evil no yeah. way no 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 uh so like which is almost more terrifying of an experience right like if you can finish something then you like get yeah, the whole yeah. narrative and you can kind of like uh move on and like you know my my whatever person who works for raccoon is stuck in a
2: closet out there somewhere
0: <laughs> forever for the rest the individual of individual
2: person who played that game. Yeah. Well, Daniel, I had a question for you kind of about the horror elements, like in terms of like, what makes a game really scary for you? Like, what are the, what are the things that like, especially in that first eerie chunk of inscription, you know, and then again at the end when, when things really kind of feel like, you know spooky and and ominous and weird what what are the things that you really like to 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 hit home or, or how long did it take to feel for you feel like to get that tone right
1: yeah the the mood kind of i was never really trying to make it like outright scary or horrifying yeah. uh, but i just wanted to have this dark spooky mood and that really just came really fast in the game jam like a lot of the mood is is right there if mm. you check out that older entry um I think just the, the presence of the eyes without being able to see the rest of the face. It's mm-hmm. like I'm not the first person to do that, but it just has a certain effect. Um, and the, the just the threat of the person sitting across from you. And I guess uh, the Game Jam version doesn't have Leshy's hands, I think, which mm-hmm. add a real intimidation factor to the character. And they're so big. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It just kind of came about while trying to create a mood and trying to have cool stuff happen i don't know i it was i was never like charting a course for horror it just it, it ended up being
2: i do love that most of the responses to the questions are like yeah man i i i know dude crazy huh <laughs> <laughs> you know like we yeah. i
1: sort of planned on this thing and it
2: felt weird so i stuck with yeah, it yeah 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 um I, and obviously we'll go check out the game jam game at some point but can you get up and explore the room in that one as no, well no
1: no that was an inscription only thing
2: when, where did that thought come from as you were trying to tell a bigger story you, you were just were sort of like i can't tell it all on the table yeah. this way
1: i think it, it came out pretty early on mm. and it, it kind of i think it, it just was a logical conclusion of of the factor of it being a first person game like you're a human it's pretty obvious you can see your own hand like mm-hmm. so why can't you do more than just sit at the table mm. and then there was a more like game mechanics consideration of thinking about roguelikes and thinking about how they often have a meta structure where you're progressing, you're doing the runs, but then you're progressing outside of the runs and mm-hmm. you're working towards something or unlocking things or whatever. And so my idea was that the cabin was that structure. And rather than having a menu in between runs where you could click stuff and learn about what you'd unlocked, it was more in like more diegetic in the game.
0: Yeah, that's great.
2: Super- Do you like, uh, mystery games? Like in general, is that like your favorite thing to sort of play?
1: Um, I loved Return of the Obra Dinn and mm-hmm. I don't, I just I don't know. downloaded
0: that. I'm very yeah. excited yeah. to play that. I've heard it's so good.
1: Yeah. And, but I, did, I played that after, inscri- I think I played it after Inscription came out. Yeah. It was more recent mm. that I played it and I loved it, but, uh, I can't say I've played that many mystery games. No. Mm.
2: The the I think the the way that the mystery unfolds in the inscription is very cool. So it's another one of those things where it's like, it's it, I think it's very unfair if there's any developers listening to this or like trying to like crack the secrets uh, from, yeah. from you, Daniel. It's like, yeah, man. I think just like do stuff. Like, like, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, I think maybe, it's, maybe you'll like land
1: on it. The secret I think is just to keep practicing and doing it for a long time, and then any idea you have is will come out in the oh. game without as much effort and it'll come out more as you imagine that's completely useless advice but
2: (laughs) (laughs) we played three games this week uh they were one shot danger dr langsgov the tiger and the terribly cursed emerald a whirlwind heist uh, and uh, the night journey um, why don't we start talking about One Shot uh, by Future Cat. This was in the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle. It's a role-playing 2D, cute pixel arts, uh, single-player story-rich game, uh, a surreal puzzle-adventure game with unique mechanics and capabilities. You are to guide a child through a mysterious world on a mission to restore its long-dead son. Of course, things are never that simple. The world uh, you know, knows you exist. The consequences are real. Saving the world may be impossible, and you only have one shot. Um, so... Uh, when i had emailed you originally daniel you mentioned like oh i've played some of these games uh, yeah. was this one of the ones you had played already no
1: this was the one i hadn't played um this is an
2: interesting game it feels sort of like it, it's it's a very basic kind of like premise you are this kind of little cat uh character walking around holding this giant light bulb um trying to sort of sol- solve puzzles it's pretty simple in terms of like uh the the general premise it kind of feels like that one of those like fetch Quest games where it's like mm-hmm. you find one thing that unlocks another area, and then you're kind of just like constantly walking around. Um, they have a fast travel thing. But spoiler here uh, to talk about, like there is a, a, basically like this game starts to like fuck with your computer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like um, I, I didn't complete the whole thing. I only made it. I never made it out of the first area. But there's a moment where it's like, oh, you got to go to your documents and r- read a note that is now there that the game has put there for you, um, yeah. and that's like so cool. Like, oh my god! Like th- this little game did this. Um, Daniel, how far did you make it in this
1: thing? I got into this. I, I didn't. I did get out of the first area. I got to the mm. Glen and then I called it quits. Um, I only did this yesterday, but I think I I would consider going back because it was yeah. really cool and. Yeah. i was also thinking like for my own development like here these are ideas that I would steal like, like uh,
2: well that was what was so funny about this game I was like this kind of feels like something Daniel do
1: yeah, like, yeah, you I, know I, what I
2: mean like
0: <laughs> well it was I what I liked uh, cuz I'm not a, a huge you know like uh the like adventure puzzle thing is not my like you know on top of the list of like games that i'm uh, attracted to so i think like i often it took me such a long time to figure out the like the remote control in front of i found that like the mechanic a little like equipping stuff it took a it took a while to be like oh got it that's how you like it they there was a little like roughness around the edges initially because i think this was made on RPG maker, which I, what it
1: seemed like, yeah,
0: yeah, we've played a handful of games on RPG maker. And this is like, maybe the, one of the ones that is most unique just because it doesn't feel like a version of like a game I would have played on game boy. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, no, no, never was, you know, Nintendo trying to like put stuff on my desktop or anything like that. Um, Nor would they have been able to, because you have to buy their,
2: you know, their first party hardware.
0: Um, the uh but the aesthetics they were able to do some like cool things aesthetically that were very surprising right so I, I had this kind of initial sort of like uh fine and then like the first time that you're out in the world like it's just like beautiful like it's just like really pretty like their their color scheme and the the art that they put into this i think was like yeah that was what sort of charmed me the most and kept me attracted in this i also mm-hmm. didn't get out of the first
1: world i you know yeah. I, I had to look up a walkthrough because it, it was this the final solution to the final thing you have to do is so obtuse in the steps required it's unlike i don't think i would have ever gotten out of there without looking it up I yeah mean, the, the,
2: it does ask quite a bit of you uh, yeah the, the, the even the, the asking... first
1: puzzle like that yeah. was a pretty i mean kind of obnoxious way to start where it's like not only first you have to figure out you have to equip things and uh-huh. the only tutorial you get is like a wall of text that you have to read three walls at a time oh yeah and then you're in the room and then you have to figure out how to equip something which i didn't figure out I, that was the first time i used the walkthrough was to even know that you could do that and then when you actually do the thing and you get light enough light by the window to see your uh-huh. remote control they don't even give you the password in the right order. Right, yeah, it's just the colors. Oh. That- <laughs> I couldn't Come believe on. that. I
2: couldn't yeah. believe that. Yeah. I was like, that, that floored me because I entered it. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow, this game is yeah. like... I, the only thing I can say about that specifically is, is it's like, they're just saying like, oh, this is going to be really hard. Like, yeah. just so you know. Um, and Because the next part that happens is you get out of that room and there's an easier puzzle to solve. But yeah. once you solve that puzzle, you can leave the house finally. But there's no indication, maybe I missed it, but like that there is a door down this hallway. And so, literally, oh, yeah, you I walked sort of around wander. this room. Yeah. yeah, I walked around this room for like, you know, 15 minutes trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of like the next room. And that's not even a puzzle. You know what I mean? That yeah. is explicitly just like, you know. Well,
0: I also not- got aggravated walking up to that slot where you put the light bulb in and I'm holding the light bulb in my hand. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Can I put this in the slot? And then they were like, no, 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 it's not equipped. And I was like this yeah, ah! the
1: same uh, <laughs> I got a little
0: I got a little a little cranky. So there's like a little bit of roughness around the edges here. but then it like, you know, cool ideas. also like there's nothing wrong with like making a game hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, you know you just have to I'm not 12 anymore and so I'm not like, you know, with a game like this, you really have to be willing to kind of invest time and effort. And for me, it's like, I don't know, man. Rocket League has cars, and you can like smack the yeah. ball into the net. But like, maybe you gotta be, you gotta compete with Rocket League as yeah. far as my attention goes. Uh, I think
1: you have to work your way up to something like that remote puzzle because if there uh-huh. no one, if the person is in no way invested. People are just going to drop the game. I mean, but yeah. if I had played for an hour and then you presented me with that, I'm invested enough to mm. put in mm-hmm. the effort. See, there is a little
2: pearl of wisdom there, so th- we appreciate it for any developer. There we, we go. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We're, we're going to
0: tease them so out of you, Daniel. Uh,
2: yeah. um, the the <laughs> I, secret sauce. No, I, I needed I... me
1: for that. But...
2: <laughs> 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 the um, the 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 part I like the the thing that I think Daniel that also I am very curious about is the way in which that. It also, they know your name, the yep. spoiler, but like, they're like, oh, hey, Alex, like, Alex, you're here, aren't you? And you're like, you can sort of select uh, the text. I was a little bummed that like, you could like it was you only have a two text options. You know what I mean? Because mm. they've gone, they've done this thing where they're like accessing your the data on your computer, and they're figuring some stuff out and like putting stuff places. And to kind of limit it to just two options to make it that binary. They've kind of like teased out like a bigger world and like a lot more possibilities. And I think just having something that simple uh, yeah. implies. Uh, so I was a little bummed about that, but there's like really cool shit in this. I don't know. I yeah. I'm, I'd l- I want to play some more of it uh, before I like truly render judgment about whether it's worth it or not. But why don't we just uh, l- hop into the pass or play right now? Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm definitely a play on this one. It, for it's, I mean, it's if it's made by one person, an RPG maker, like they've done a lot, like with mm-hmm. this thing already, and it's definitely worth checking out. Um, there's some cool mechanics and some interesting stuff that's happening in it, so uh, I'm a play. Uh, Eric, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I think I'm also a play. I think, uh, You know, the the frustrations that I have with the genre are kind of just frustrations with the genre. Like, it's just sort of a, you know. (laughs)
2: Frustrations with myself. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm too dumb to figure out puzzles. It sucks. I don't understand colors i don't know uh uh, yeah 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 but i like you know i like anything a a question i bring up a lot when we're like playing games like this is like why is this different than like any other version of this you know genre and they kind of answer that right by like sort of digging through your stuff and like giving it this sort of like horrific element that's also with you know this meta element as well um so if that sounds attractive to you then uh yeah, go for it. What about you, Daniel? Pass or
1: play? Definitely a play. Yeah, I, I... got my gripes out, but to <laughs> give it the praises it deserves, those things are really cool. Yeah, the documents thing was awesome, and like just the stunt on its own that it did, it was cool. But then when you open up the file, like it does that cool corrupted text uh-huh. thing, and like it's got interesting like hints of things in that file. So even like it was executed well, and the idea was good. And using your name was very effective. Like a huge shocker the first time it pops up. It was really good. Drop the mic moment where it like does that pop up. I had it in full screen, and so it unfull screened it too, and Mm -hmm. it was like, like Daniel, (laughs) and uh, so that was great. And then it keeps calling you by your name. It every time it does that, it has a certain effect. Um, Mm. It really works.
0: Yeah, it feels like in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the way the dialogue is written with that trick works really well. So I'm definitely giving it a play, and like, I'm willing to put up with some frustration, because there is a, some amount of it to see what other tricks it has up its sleeve. Like,
2: yeah, what's so interesting is like, the, so there, the line in there uh, of the description, of course things are never that simple, the world knows you exist. I thought at first when I read that, it's like, the world you know exists, you know, <laughs> which I think also works, because they're talking yeah. to you in this yeah. thing, like, you're trying to, like, interact with your computer a little bit. I'm very, you know, I'll be curious to see if maybe this game did delete the last photo of my grandpa sort of a thing, <laughs> well, as we get to the end. But I want to keep on playing. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> more wisdom if, if yeah. nothing else yeah. <laughs> back up the photos of your grandpa yeah. <laughs> yeah. um okay so that's a triple play this is a cool game yeah um, let's let's move on to the next one this one has a very long description but i think it's worth reading because uh this game's cool uh dr Langslav, the tiger and the terribly cursed emerald a whirlwind heist from the bundle of racial justice and equality by Crows Crows Crows, who also did the Stanley Parable, a 3D atmospheric crime experimental exploration first-person single-player, stealth surreal walking simulator. It's the hottest summer on record, and across all Europe, valuable objects are disappearing. Museum curators unlock cabinets and find precious artifacts stolen. Wealthy mansion owners wake up and see their precious paintings have vanished from the walls. Oh, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm joining the strike. I didn't want to. I honestly didn't want to, but it's gone too far. It's supposed to be right at the H.I.S. store description, and that's it. That's my job. But because of the understaffing, I've been told. I need to work in the lighting department, too, and it's only a matter of time before I'm reassigned to a of that preparation. So that's it. I'm joining the picket. If they want somebody else to finish the description, that's their problem. I'm out of Tina. So I, I shortened it a little bit, but, like, <laughs> yeah. this game's, like, wild. Like, yeah. it starts on the, the start screen. I don't want to spoil this one, because, like, there's uh, it's kind of the joy of playing it, you know, it's like kind of doing these things. Well, so- you
0: can talk about, so you're playing a game where the the game is actually, you're playing a, the analog, like the backstage of a video game, essentially, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the people who are in charge of like, making the, the parts of the video game work have decided to strike uh, because of working conditions. And so you're waiting in line to be part of this game and you get kind of like beckoned by an omniscient narrator (laughs) to just sort of like be the backstage (laughs) you know for a little bit um it reminded me a lot of and you just kind of like wander around and it's you know it's like an anti-game kind of thing right where it's like you know the the person who is you're like doing the like lightning effects or the weather effects for a person who is like inside of a A video game and you're like just sort of in this weird catwalk kind of area um it reminded me a lot of portal 2 to sort of aesthetically like the the, like feeling of the the narrator and the kind of aesthetics that you're sort of walking through it and i thought it was like fun it's like funny it's like a bit like and I yeah think like... man
2: this is the writing and performance was really good yeah. which is not something that happens in a lot of games like this you <laughs> it's
0: know? true like, yeah
2: it's like this was really funny i laughed out <laughs> loud multiple times uh daniel what did you think
1: yeah so i had played this i think when it came out I, I and i found it really exciting then and i i really liked it now what i liked about it then was i liked this idea of like a free game that you can play in 20 minutes, but it still has like a really high quality in every department.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. like a
1: little vignette. Um, And yeah, pretty much what you guys said. It's funny. I I like the idea of, of a game being like a movie set, Mm -hmm. obviously after Mm -hmm. making the hex, like that idea is interesting. And Mm. it seems like you could do something with that and, and how the character is pulling the strings behind the scenes. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't really complain about it um i kind of wish here's my here's my one gripe Mm. it seemed like there were no choice no choices of consequence whatsoever yes right maybe i mean you know maybe that's not what they wanted to do but um it just seemed like there were so many opportunities where like if you like i tried fucking with the game one time where that elevator thing where the person's going to go down the elevator and you have to pull the lever oh yeah i tried just not doing it and um there's like a decent amount of uh, narration that will, like, keep begging you to do it, but then right. eventually it's just, okay, waiting, and then it's just silence until you do it. I kind of hope something would happen, but, mm. you
0: know. Yeah, I, I, it, did, it did seem like there wasn't, like, it wasn't quite a game, right? But, and that's yeah. not, that in this case is not really, I yeah, it's not, it felt like a theater piece or like a digital, you know, like a digital theater piece that you, like, kind of... I don't, which I think is awesome. Like it felt, I felt in some ways, like I had kind of walked through this sort of like thing, you know, like I, I left that experience being like, Oh, I kind of just like almost read a short story, yeah, yeah. you know, but I just sort of like was on the rails the entire time and, you know, kind of pushing these buttons and the, um, it didn't bug me because I think the writing is so like, well. Th- and everyone.
2: that's, that's the thing. We, I think we put a lot of games that are like, not, really games mm-hmm. you know what i mean and kind of the only condition that there is is like okay if it's not a game is it fun you know or is it funny are you getting something from it and a lot of the time it's like the answer is no right it's just it's, this exercise that someone created something and like, it's cool that they created something and then they'll create something else and that's great but you're sort of like led to the question like well, why am i why do i have to play it then and then yeah. the answer for us is we're doing a podcast yeah. <laughs> have to play it and most then, people
1: aren't you're
2: right exactly but this is like, the, the like it it's the binary thing of like, oh, well, it's not really a game, but it's fun. It's like, yeah, it's really fucking fun. Like, mm-hmm. you should definitely play this. Like, this is like, it's really cool. The art is great. The music's great. And like, r- truly, the voice acting is like, you know, it feels like I'm watching some, you know, British comedian, like a Matt Berry yeah. or something yeah. like that delivering, like, a really, really high-quality performance. So. It's
0: so hard to nail this tone comedically. Yeah. Like, it is so... We have played so many games that are, like, trying to do this kind of cheeky tone, and it's like, this is not funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. in some ways, this is, like, worse because you're trying to be funny yeah. and it's not funny. Like, if you had just not been funny, then I would have, you know, not yeah. been annoyed. <laughs> but this is, like... This nails it, and it's and I think like you really have to give it up when people actually like do comedy in games well because I don't think it you know it's not the easiest thing in the in the world mm-hmm. right like shit's hard.
1: Speaking of voice acting, did anyone ever hear a voice that wasn't the main narrator? Because in the credits it says that there's a voice by Justin Roiland, and I never heard any little like Morty sounding. Ah creature or something
0: i think Uh, that there's like a character i think but maybe i'm wrong i think there was one other character that maybe i heard i don't want to spoil too much about the very end of the the game
1: okay yeah
0: so but maybe maybe
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny if, like, they just have Justin Ron do, like, that one, like, little, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like how on South Park, uh, George Clooney did the voice of, like, a, a turkey or something like that, or <laughs> oh, no, the, yeah. of the, of the dog in, like, the first season. It's like Sparky <laughs> the gay dog is George Clooney. And so wow. they would advertise, like, and it's, and George Clooney. And then it's just him going, Ruff! like, yeah. so, um, Okay, cool. Uh, so, final thoughts. Uh, this is a play; like, it's a no-brainer. If you have the ability to play this, I would just check it out. It's really fun and funny.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Daniel.
1: Yeah, same thing. Um, it's a hard play. It's hard. Going to take twenty minutes. It's free.
2: It
1: <laughs> you should have got the bundle, but it's free otherwise. So. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Also, a play. It's um. It's really. It's it's cool it's clever it's meta in a way that like i you know like you yeah there's like it's fun <laughs> like the idea that like a video game is uh has backstage people kind of yeah. working for it is like that's just fun that's the fun silly thing and they did a really good job and uh it pays off in the end i think uh in exactly the way that you sort
2: of want it to very good um, another triple play. Wow, Ooh. this is interesting. Final game is the Night Journey, also from the uh, Bundle for Race, Justice, and Equality. This is by Game Innovation Lab. It's okay. It's an abstract art game, atmospheric, black and white, experimental exploration, first person, minimalist, spiritual game. The Night Journal Journey, 2007 through 2018, is one of the first experimental art games ever made. A collaboration between... I I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I read that. (laughs) A a a collaboration between renowned uh, media artist Bill Viola and designers at the USC Game Innovation Lab. It uses both game and video techniques to tell the story of an individual's journey towards enlightenment. After being exhibited around the world for the past decade, this foundational video game artwork has now come to home platforms. Updated for this release with new original dream footage. The product stands the milestone in the search to expand the boundaries of what game experiences may communicate through their game mechanics and world design. This is a very interesting game. I think it like, your first pass on this is uh, just about one of the most frustrating game experiences I've ever had. <laughs> because you're in this dark world and the only way to, like, move through it is to walk and... You are walking so slow.
0: Oh man! Like, After playing it's... Apex Legends, baby, I, like <laughs> I was walking in this, and it was yeah, just like, incredible. "This feels like I have got a fucking." And chain there's nothing to my... shoot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> None of my buds running around.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't I I don't really even know how to like talk about the experience of doing that like. I think what's interesting about it is it raises a question of like, you know, should these get should games be fun? Like, what's fun about interacting with this world? Like really nothing. Like, you kind of start to have fun if you stick with it, but there's nothing fun at first blush at all. Like it's incredibly somber and dour and weird and the mechan- like the way of interacting with the world is you push a button and you start to see like reflections of like images and videos of other stuff, you know? It, it sort of feels like we're brushing up against um, the visual art world in the way that you go to a museum. And the point is, like, you're supposed to see it and, like, feel a certain way. But there is so much, like, information that you don't have about this piece that precludes you from actually appreciating it in, in the context of which it was created. And this kind of feels like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like any other video game I've ever played before. Um, Daniel, what, what do you think of it?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad I didn't read that description before I read it. Cause I think I would have, before I played it, sorry. Or, Cause I think mm. that would, um, color my, uh, my impression. Cause it, I feel like it's really hyping itself up a lot with that. Mm. what you read there and, uh, but it, I still think it's, it's quite cool. And I, I really like the visual style. I, I really am interested in, um, bringing in live action video and like using it alongside, um, like rendered game world kind of in interesting ways so i, I like to see that as interested in that um yeah it's painfully slow to walk around uh, oh i had played this before just because i thought it looked interesting and so when i booted it up again i actually still had my save file for whatever it's saving about you, <laughs> you your location. so i thought it would be in the spirit of the game and the dreamlike sense to just without remembering much about the game, just load up that Yeah. press uh-huh. continue instead of new game. And I was on a beach and then I walked toward a house that was kind of like embedded in the mountains. Mm. And it was, that was the coolest part because in the house, it did this really creepy thing where I was walking down a hallway, but the superimposed video was actually kind of, Matching what I was doing, like it was of a person sort of shambling toward a, oh. a lit doorway as I was doing that, and the doorway in the game and the footage started to like kind of align. Cool. I thought that was interesting. And um, the kind of ASMR narration was yeah. kind of cool. Like, I was interested in what she was saying. I don't know, I think if I played this for longer, I would maybe be able to piece something together. But I think part of what was maybe not having me play longer was I didn't know if it ever would. And not that it has to, but would ever turn into something that I could understand or, or piece together and understand in a larger context. And then I left the house, walked up a mountain, took forever. I thought maybe something cool would be at the top of the mountain. Nothing at the top of the mountain. And then faced with the idea of walking back down, I closed <laughs> the game.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's, what, I think what was, was cool for me was having this like initial... Uh, repulsion based just <laughs> simply based on like the speed of your movement. Right. Where, where it was just like, this doesn't feel like a contemporary speed, you know, just sort of like things yeah. just move a little bit faster in games for, from like just generally. And then, so just sort of like having this, like, you know, kind of initial sort of feeling and then just sort of being like, I have to, you know, like actually play this game. Um, and, letting myself kind of just sort of accept, like, accept that like, it's like, okay, this is what the pace of this thing is going to be. You know, let's, let's just kind of part, you know, take this game as it, as it, you know, at the, the, the pace that it wants to be taken at. And then when you do that, it does start to turn into this kind of meditative, like it, it is fairly, uh, a objective, list right other than like when you oh, yeah. meditate you kind of like it sort of points you in a new direction and you just sort of like kind of follow that direction or whatever and yeah once I did find the like the building and the the like the soundscape stuff I was like it felt like a very immersive experience at that point And I kind of mm-hmm. forgot that I was playing uh, a game that I had found frustrating a little while ago and instead was just sort of experiencing this kind of like you know visual art collage that i was also participating in and that was a very cool experience for me to just go from like this sort of like starting point of being like aggravated that this is not you know my like you know fucking battle royale where i run around and jump on springboards you know like which is like a super overwhelming you know kind of like you know, like if you think about this versus Apex Legends, which is just sort of like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's the better first-person shooter?
0: Yeah, but but like you know, Apex Legends is a thing. Even that sentence is so insane. No, but <laughs> I, mean, I think like, there's something, to be to- there's something very, <laughs> But here's what I think is interesting: is like, no, I'm with you.
2: I'm with you're you. talking with you. about
0: there's a game, right? Like that is is the height of like commercial. Overstimulation, completely, completely. like like, it, but also immersion, right? Like, you cannot say that Apex Legends is not like an overwhelmingly immersive experience, yeah. right?
2: Okay, uh, Apex Legends is not an overwhelmingly immersive experience. You're wrong. That's
0: just. <laughs> uh, but then this, then, without that, like excessive stimulation, becomes mm. then something that is equally as immersive you know, maybe I'm not jumping back in, you know, I'm not going to like do eight eight hours inside. No, of, uh, I totally
2: know what you mean. But meeting it is on its own terms, I think is really important. And what's so weird about it is that there's such there's so little touch points in it of like anything I recognize. You you walk so slowly. I made my way across like this vast open space. You start in the hills. You walk down the hill. I walked over to this weird collection of trees. I got a remuneration where I was looking at the candle flickering. I walked around. I saw there was a temple. I walked down to the bottom of the temple. You're walking down this long hallway that's all dark and with a white light in the beginning. You get through that, and then it's all white with a dark light at the end. And you just keep on going, doing that for a while. And the whole time, there is this ASMR of someone talking about the hamburglar, which. What? Like- yeah, they were like, "The Hamburglar is coming." <laughs> and I, I was, never heard I, that one. It, I was like, I was like, "What on earth is going on?" Like, I've never had this experience in a game before. I came out, like, and then eventually, what happens is the way the game ends is the sun sets and it gets too dark, and then you just sort of like it ends. And oh,
1: what, I didn't even know it ended. That's interesting.
2: Well, I think there's ways you can collect things to make sure it doesn't end, but I, I wasn't. I didn't experience that. What happened then was all the recollections I was able to unlock kind of played again in this kind of like end of life kind of flashing before my eyes thing, mm-hmm. along with some visual art I think by this visual artist they're talking about that was sort of in like similar to, like similarly tied to the areas I explored or the things I unlocked. So cut two, you're playing again. I go a different direction from the same starting place, go up into the mountains, find this temple, unlock some things. I find some water and I die as I'm like sort of in the water. And then when it comes back, I am, I didn't start in the same spot. I started by the water and I'm exploring that area, you know? And so I'm like, okay, like this is, there's like a bigger thing going on here than I necessarily understood. You know what I mean? So even within the realm of like me being very frustrated by how slow it is to move, uh, that doesn't mean there's not like a lot of really rich material to be able to uncover here. Like you just need to be much more patient than I think any of us are conditioned to be Mm -hmm. by modern games, you know? Like, um, but my God, like why couldn't they just let you move a little faster?
0: Yeah.
2: It's really (laughs) my only gripe with the game, like to be totally honest, which is maybe the point.
0: Sometimes you float, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just float. I don't know.
1: Yeah. yeah, It was hard to tell why that was happening. Man, i I kind of glad I didn't hear the Hamburglar thing because after like intently listening to the ASMR about she was describing some like personal experience that she has a child with her grandmother and it sounded like it might have like been traumatic or something and it was interesting and I was like, okay, this like, I wonder what the next uh, dialogue thing would be and then to go and find someone talking about the Hamburglar would have been kind of, I would feel like, a, I don't know a betrayal, betrayal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly well it's like in the
2: in the thing too textual inspiration comes from the lives and writings of the great historical figures including rumi the 13th century islamic poet and mystic royakin the 18th century zen buddhist poet saint ronald john of the Cross, and ronald <laughs> mcdonald exactly it's like, i remember that happening being like where is ronald mcdonald in this fucking thing that's yeah. so strange um okay final thoughts um eric why don't we start with you
0: yeah i you know the night journey i think is uh it's a play. It's an experience. You have to be you you really have to be willing to let yourself kind of accept the, you know, the pace of this, thing, right? Like it's it's a little bit like uh, you know, accepting that one shot is going to be like a little bit too difficult, you know, just sort of like if you can accept that like this thing is going to move slowly and you want like a cool, you know, trippy experience, right? Like fucking smoke a joint just like turn off all the lights in your room and like you know get some like nice headphones and kind of just like have at it but like it ends up being you don't necessarily stay frustrated you eventually like it you eventually find your brain kind of aligning yeah. yeah with what uh the experience is and um and for that like it's a cool interesting you know piece of piece of art and um So you know, check it out. It might not be your thing, and that's also if you came and told me, "Hey, this was not my thing," I wouldn't be like, "You suck." (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, uh, Daniel, what do you think?
1: Yeah, it does. It definitely has some interesting things going on. Visually, it's quite unique. Um, It's yeah, it's it's just going to be depending on if if the player has the stomach and the patience for this kind of thing. Uh, personally, I, I'd like to pretend I do, but I don't think I do. I think (laughs) uh, like, even though I can appreciate it, I I personally don't have the patience for it. So I think, I'm like halfway between, but I, totally. I guess I'll say, I'll say pass for my own preferences.
0: Yeah. Oh. And I said, I wouldn't say that you suck, but man, you suck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I'll say, um, so this is, I think a really interesting game. This really puts the screws to me in my, in terms of my like attitude about like um, all game, like games are okay. You know what I mean? Like whatever, if someone made it, it's all right because there is an the element of it that is so frustrating. And compared to, the, the Dr. Langskov, you know what I mean, where I'm talking about how I like this game, even though you make a single choice in this game, you do make choices, you know what I mean, like yeah. the stuff you do affects what is happening, you know, in terms of what you see at the end or like what you explore. Um, so I, I had a good time playing it. And as I sort of acclimated to it, I, I did enjoy myself. Um, it's really just the, the, the movement, which I, I think it's so obtuse. It must be part of it. You know, it's just supposed, you're supposed to have to move that slow and be that frustrated. But I was just thinking about like some fucking, like, like this being at a gallery somewhere and you having headphones and playing it like in a room where there's like, yeah. other art around stuff like that. And for some reason that made me really mad, you know, I don't know <laughs> what it was, but this idea of like telling someone who is just existing in the world like went out to see some art that they need to put like the amount of time this game actually takes to be able to like do it like i only started having fun with this game after like a half hour you know like but i was intrigued enough to keep on going but like in terms of being the thing that will get someone to admit that video games are art like that is now
0: put inscription in, in a museum. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Come
2: on. Well, I'm a, I am a play on this. one, I will say it's mm. because it, there's enough going on that uh, I struck. It struck me as really interesting. It's a really unique uh, experience, even if it is uh, very overwrought. <laughs> I kind sort of want
1: to switch to being a play so that every all three games can be play play play. <laughs> I feel really bad being the only pass. No no out of no all no no, no no. This is good. This is good. It's all
0: right. Um, it's a we. You know,
2: I de- I have you ever I never got, you you
1: said- got a triple triple before. We have, we have okay, got it okay, before, okay. so <laughs> it
2: wouldn't be the first. If this is <laughs> right. okay, it's all right. Um, I it is surprising to me that this is the first time I think because having you back on, we were like, oh, we're, we're now we're starting to explore a little more. We're going back to like, or we're going to like start to cherry pick a little more to make sure we play some fun games here and there. Yeah. But having you on, I was like, man, we're gonna do the OG fucking let the Excel spreadsheet rip and pick up oh, yeah. three random games. we were fully
1: random, nice.
2: Yeah. And I actually think all of these games have elements of like stuff that you like work on, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, uh, so it was, it was really kind of weird to play these and be like, geez, like I'm, it's sort of teasing out ideas a little bit about the same sort of games that, that, that you make, um, which was yeah, cool.
1: You might've, I thought you might've cherry picked them for quality at least. Cause it seemed like these are <laughs> kind of like, uh, I'll complain about the night journey, but like it is, it does have interesting, unique things and it has mm-hmm. a certain level of quality. And like, I think it's a, these games as a whole are a bit of a step up from the collection we happened to play last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the,
0: I, sometimes some weeks are just like whew, stinkers and yeah, some weeks yeah. you're like, this fucking rules. I mean, I yeah. think that that's like one of the great things about these, you know, bundles we've actually added. So we were just playing the racial injustice bundle before, and we've added like three more bundles. We're going to have to play through 3,500 uh, games before we're, you know, we fully wrapped up the podcast. Um, and we'll probably add,
2: we'll probably add some more, but we will play them all 100%. Right absolutely, completely.
0: Yeah, yeah. But like it is, I, you know, I found myself so excited. I mean, like I never would have played uh, Hex otherwise. And like, yeah. you know, it's cool to like kind of be continually surprised while also being continually disappointed, like along this journey. Yeah.
2: Um, Daniel, thanks so much for taking a I know you're very busy right now, so I really appreciate it. Yeah, no
1: problem. Yeah, it's great to be back on, and it's a really fun. I love being handed this list and being told to play it, because I probably wouldn't have played... I guess I did play two of these already, but But still, for the most part, I'm not going into the weeds and itch.io and playing stuff, even though it pays off to do it.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting. I I think the you know, especially with the year that devolver had so many cool indie games coming to the forefront and all the consolidation going on right now in the industry. Yeah. Uh, I really feel like these sorts of games are like the future of stuff and where you'll find the most interesting, cool things. So it's really fun to be able to like dive around and see cool things and, and, and get caught up with what people are making. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. Good to talk to you. Yeah. Great to chat with you. Um,
0: do you have anything uh, you wanna wanna plug? Oh or? my
2: god! What are you? Yeah. What am I saying? Okay. Bye. <laughs> what's going on with you? What's What's happening? Well, I mean,
1: we've said a lot about inscription. Right, right. I don't think anyone's going to forget about that. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> check out the Casey's mod expansion if you liked inscription. That's what I'm working on now. Yeah. And stay
2: tuned for the next game in two to three years.
0: That was so good. I think we're getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, next week, uh, we've got a special episode. It's uh, the our... Um A book club episode where we're doing something kind of fun and different. Uh, myself, Alex, and uh, Matthew Haddock, our producer, uh, each came with uh, three ideas of games that we're gonna make each other play. Um, it's super fun, it's gonna kind of introduce a new, uh, a new little, little Bundle Buddies um thing or whatever, worth checking out, worth listening to. Um, Uh, like and subscribe to us on apple podcasts please leave us a review uh track us down on the web at bundle underscore buddies on twitter or www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com i uh i love you everybody i love you all the listeners and uh i'll i'll see you soon Bundle Buddies is produced by Matthew Haddock. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email Bundle Buddies podcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi.